0: This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast, brought to you by TaylorTalk.org. Yay! Welcome, welcome, Swifties, to episode 169 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. My name's Adam. I'm Diane. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And we have got an awesome episode planned for you guys today. We uh, changed things up a little bit which uh, we do from time to time, you know. But this happens to be based on the survey responses we've been getting. So thank you to all of you who have been submitting to those surveys. If you haven't yet, you can visit taylortalk.org survey and fill out the survey for a chance to win a free no It's Becky t-shirt. And even if you don't win, there's actually something else that's kind of cool on there. If you fill it out right at the end, you can check yes or no as to whether or not you want this awesome PDF document with uh, Taylor's chai tea sugar cookie recipe. So that's kind of neat. We've been getting some great responses. We're tweaking and altering the show based on what you guys wanted. So that's that. Shout out to you guys. Yeah. Yay. Thanks for the response. (laughs) And also speaking of those responses, shout out to uh, Tyler Oakley. Not that he needs one from us because he's bigger than we are, but it turns <laughs> out a lot of our listeners also listen to Psycho which is his podcast. So
1: you got me really scared for a second. I was like, "Wait, did Tyler Oakley say yeah, that?" Me about too. Us? I was like, but oh. "No, no,
0: no." He doesn't need. He doesn't need a shout out from us. Um, we could use one from him, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe maybe one day. He actually, on his uh, Psycho Babble podcast, has an episode about Taylor Swift, so if you haven't heard that, might be worth checking out. He does have an explicit label on it, though, so if you're offended by naughty language and things of that sort, I wouldn't suggest it, but if it doesn't offend you, I'm sure he's a funny guy. Diane and Sammy seem to like him. Yeah, he's yeah. cool. Yep. But on with the Taylor Swift podcast, shall we? Sammy is back with us in the studio this week, finally, so you guys can hear me shut up while Sammy gives the news instead of me. (laughs)
2: Um, So Taylor was nominated for International Female Solo Artist at the 2015 Brit Awards. She's also scheduled to perform during the show, which will be on February 25th from London. And a police from the Dover Police Department in Dover, Delaware, was caught lip syncing to shake it off, and the video went viral. Taylor tweeted the video laughing at his sass, and you can watch the video if you haven't already, or you can watch it again if you have. And uh, we'll have the link in the show notes. And on Saturday, Taylor had a girl's night um, where she was cooking with some of her closest friends and they drank hot tea during the cold New York afternoon and had a pasta dish with wine and dinner. And it looked delicious and it sounded like so much fun. I wish I was invited, Taylor. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe next time, Sammy.
2: I'm very close. Like, I could just take the train and be really easy. <laughs> You're like, I can get into the city really easily, I swear. <laughs> You don't have to come pick me up. Find me nothing. (laughs) I will be there. I promise.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you for the news, Sammy. Uh, On to our main discussion. All you had to do was stay.
1: I knew you were going to do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I had to do it.
1: Adam, the first time that I um, heard this song and she said stay really loud like that, I was like, oh, no, Adam is going to make that (laughs) into a thing when we record. (laughs) Stay, stay, stay. Yeah. Oh, I've Whoa. been loving you for quite so time. time. <laughs> I, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> nice, had to. Nice little impromptu mashup. Yeah, that was great. You I like my to. mashup? Get good. one
0: Taylor song into another. All right. Well, th- this is, I'm kind of excited to talk about this one because it is a rather unique one that was inspired by a dream Taylor had, which is a little bit different than the inspiration of past songs, which tend to be inspired by true events, whether her own experiences or experiences she observes. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, Diane, what's the song about? Why don't you give us a little overview? Okay,
1: well, this song, I mean, to me, it seems like uh, Taylor was in um, a relationship with this guy who dumped her for some reason, and then he's like, wait a second, I want you back, and she's like, hey, that's not how it works. You were supposed to stay with me. That's but not how you
0: get the girl? That's
1: that's not how you get the girl. <laughs> All you had to do was stay if that's what you wanted, but,
0: you know. No, 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 Diane. All you had to do was
1: Stay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. You're welcome. I
0: was looking for that. All right. So <laughs> I can't stop laughing at that. It's just funny. Uh, so let's get into the lyrics of the song and, and take a look at how we can pick it apart. Um, the first verse opens up. People like you always want back the love they gave away. People like me want to believe you. <laughs> When you say you've changed. <laughs>
2: I don't think they want you to say it. I can't
0: help wow. it. It just happens. So does anyone have opinions on those opening lines?
1: Um, It's interesting because uh, I feel like she is stereotyping a certain type of guy who only wants what he can't have. And then once he has it, he's like, Neh. And then he's like, "Wait a second! I actually kind of like that girl. I want you back." Um,
0: I want you back. Donna.
1: Yeah. Um, and then she's she kind of um, talks about herself um, in this in the um, second line when she says, um, "People like me want to believe you when you say you've changed," and I feel like, I mean, that's not necessarily too naive but it kind of is when a person has that kind of past you know. But well then, here's an
0: interesting question. I don't,
1: I don't really know where I was going with that but
0: go well, ahead. Well I was here's an interesting question about it though. Do you think that's targeted at a specific individual because there are people who are of the belief that other people will never change and there are some people who think people can change for the well, better, a for second
3: the chance if you will. Yeah.
0: So do you think this is targeted at a specific person or is is she saying like people can't change.
2: Um, I think she's saying that she's the kind of person that you know wants to believe that people can change and has given a lot of people many opportunities to change and even though she's been proven wrong pretty much every time she still is that person that believes that they can change does that make sense yeah that makes sense
1: yeah it's like she wants to believe the um best in people but she knows that, that might not necessarily be what's actually true.
2: Can, yeah. Can
3: I can I say this is we are never ever getting back together version 1.1? Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> because Explain it's kind them. of it's kind of the same sort of theme uh, with the guy trying to get back with the girl again. I mean, even uh line uh from uh We're Never Getting Back Together, "Baby, I miss you and I swear I'm going to change. Trust me." You remember that line?
1: Yeah.
2: It's
3: yeah. kind of about the same sort of thing where it's like, "Oh, I changed. I'm Coming back, and it's like you know, no, you, you're gonna be the same person you were before.
1: Yeah, but I feel like through this song, she's kind of grown because I get the sense um, in this song, she's like, "Hey, you, um, you um, left me, so that's it. Like, we're not gonna get back together. You know, it's kind we of a different never, ever of... getting back together." <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: So, so basically
3: this song ties into every other song Taylor's ever done in some way or form. <laughs> totally. That's how but, it works. But, but <laughs> it seems similar. Those two songs seem similar, but but the demeanor of it does seem different. I'd, I would have to say that We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together is a little bit more of a... Uh,
1: like an insult kind of?
3: Kind of. Where this is kind of more just straight up just saying how things are mm-hmm.
0: yeah, well taylor was, was... was two years older for this song roughly approximately mm-hmm. two years more mature in theory and <laughs> i know I, I didn't mean it to come out like that i just meant in theory people are two years more mature when they are two years older yeah, 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 um, and more <laughs> experienced and things of that sort and there were critics back in the we are never bringing it back together days that felt that that song was a bit like immature and petty
3: I I get uh, you know what I'll tell you what what's different between the two now I I know what the biggest difference is is pretty much the name of the song and the reason for that though is think of it as kind of the answer to the guy so the guy wants to get back together and to the first song we're never ever ever getting back together is just pretty much just saying it as that where at least all you had to do was stay. almost gives the reason why they're not getting back together so it kind of
1: explains more of the story then i would agree right
3: instead of just saying we're not getting back together it's saying hey if you would have stayed this is a totally different scenario right now Mm -hmm. but it's you know because you left it's it's over you know that that i i think at least gives some better closure to it you know because a lot of times when people break up they don't always want to give the clear-cut, hey, what the heck happened? Why can't we get back together kind of thing? They just try to remove themselves from the situation and say, oh, well, we're never getting back together. Stay away from me, whatever, without saying, hey, you know what? Let me tell you what you did wrong that hopefully the next time through the next relationship you'll be better prepared and be able to you know, well, have a successful relationship because yeah. of what Steve's, you've learned from this one.
0: Something I want to point out to your point, though is that as far as we know this song and we are never getting back together about two completely separate relationships. Therefore, even though the emotion might be the same and the Mm -hmm. the idea behind it about, we're not getting back together, but the situation could be different. Where in this case, this individual, maybe all they did have to do was stay where the, we are never getting back together. Individual was like, absolutely not a chance. No way not going to happen ever. Well, Mm -hmm. I
1: feel like in this song, it's still, this is absolutely never happening. But she says it in more of like a straight up way, like Steve said.
0: But again, different situation. And 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 like I was saying, I I believe I'm, you know, 95% sure that this is from a separate relationship from that song. And so maybe for whatever reason, whatever the situation, she has more respect for this person. And that's why there's the explanation, even though the outcome is the same.
3: Right, even though there is common themes between
0: the two songs. Mm -hmm. I agree. That makes sense. Correct. So, moving on with the lyrics. The more I think about it now, the less I know. Uh All I know is that you drove us off the road. Does that seem like it's passing the blame? Like, she's sort of like, this is all your fault, dude.
1: Yeah, Yeah. kind of.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it kind of does, and I, I, I tend to be one of the people of the belief that no breakup is ever 100% with one person versus the other. True. It could be more heavily because of one person, but I'd never think it's 100% one person and 0% the other.
3: Yes, but think about this and use the driving off the road as a scenario. Even though there are two people in the car, there is only one person that is behind the wheel in full control ah. of that vehicle.
0: So it could be like the passenger says, boo, and scares the driver and the driver. <laughs> Right. I wonder right. if this could be
1: um a reference to the snowmobile um accident that was in um out of the woods.
0: Except that I don't know if that line literal, is
1: literal out of like you drove us off
0: the Yeah, road. I don't know if that line is meant to be taken literally or if I it's think, talking about the relationship no, probably going not. Off track. I was just throwing Then out why there. are you talking over me? Cuz I was uh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, I, no, I just I, I didn't hear what you said as a result of it So I, I want to know what you I said I was
1: just saying that I don't think she meant it In the um literal sense But I just wanted to throw it out there Just in case it could be a cool Playing little, devil's advocate you know, just Presenting a, cool a counter little, like, argument to your own Other tie <laughs> into other Taylor Swift songs
0: mm-hmm. So, moving on We got the chorus Stay! Hey, all you had to do was I, how it goes. I know it's, I know that's not, I'm just trying to find <laughs> any place to insert the high pitch stay. Well, what um, it in the right
2: place, And then you won't have a problem.
0: Shh, Sammy, I want to use it for every <laughs> stay. Every instance of stay gets a high pitch stay. God, help us. Um, But that line of course is self-explanatory title of the song. And all you had to do was stay. So the rest of the chorus had me in the palm of your hand. Hey, why do you have to go and lock me out when I let you in? interesting visual had me in the palm of your hand, which of course I feel like she uses a lot of cliche phrases on this entire album like that out of the woods, like a lot of just very generic, uh, commonly used phrases to describe things. So had me in the palm of your hand. That line doesn't sit well with me actually. Um, Only because I have such a high level of respect for Taylor. I don't know who could possibly have her in the palm of their hand because she's such an independent person this is true so i
2: don't um the line i mean i Oh, sorry Go ahead. no it's okay i'm trying to process my thoughts i don't know that she's saying that well i don't know what she's saying but to me it doesn't read as like you know she's kind of being controlled by him just like she's not letting him control her but like i don't know I just, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the... Let me process the thought in my head. Yeah. I go think ahead. maybe it's Sammy, totally what weird.
0: I think maybe what you're trying to get at is that he doesn't have control over her. Like he says, go pick me up McDonald's right now. And she gets in her car and goes and picks him up McDonald's. But uh, she has, it's more like he has her in the relationship. Like you had me dude. Like yeah, I'm here. Yeah. You have me. I don't know. The
2: way, the way that I kind of, the kind of picture that line is kind of like the idea of having, Someone wrapped around their finger that, like, you know, they're so enamored with that person, and they're so, like, they they're so into that relationship that, like, they would do anything for that person, but not in like a controlling "go and get me McDonald's" kind of way.
0: Mm. Speaking of which, I'm kind of hungry, Sammy.
2: (sighs) Yeah, give me like twelve hours.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Your food probably won't be hot. Got to drive across (laughs) the country here. Nice. (laughs)
3: <laughs> but I, the whole uh, palm of your hand thing, as soon as I heard that, remind me of the Ingrid Michaelson song from a couple of years ago that is also awesome.
0: What song are you referring yep. to? Uh,
3: palm of Your Hand.
0: Well, oh. can you <laughs> embellish as to why it reminded you? Like just because of the phrase or because? Yeah, of- because,
3: well, it's it's used throughout that song a good bit. So just anytime I see certain phrases, I think of songs that that's kind of the whole thing theme of that song so that's all is
2: it, is it used the same way like yeah, referencing?
3: no actually what adam he said earlier uh, of an extent of what he was saying is the sentence was pretty much like line for line for what <laughs> ingrid's song had in it. i i don't oh. remember what yeah what about
0: being controlled or
3: no about something about having you had me in the palm of your hand or something like that
0: oh i gotcha something like huh. that now, what yeah. about that next line? Why do you have to go and lock me out when I let you in? Again, it seems to me passing the blame. It's like... I don't
1: I don't know if necessarily passing no. the blame is the right word. It, no. it just means that, like, she's telling him, like, hey, I really, really liked you. I wanted this to work, and we could have made this work if you had stayed. Right? Okay. Yeah, so I mean, I get like, that, and I
2: also blame. get, like, Locking her out in terms of like maybe his emotions and like being very, you know, guarded or whatever. And she let him in and then she ended up being, you know,
3: messed over. And I'm, I'm, I'm with Sammy on that one. (laughs) Yeah. That's, yeah, it's, it's letting someone into your, you know, most private, intimate uh, thoughts and that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's like, okay, I I told you, I bared my soul to you. And, you refuse to bear your soul soul to me. That's yeah, exactly.
0: Well, something that made me think about just there is assuming that this song is in regards to the same relationship that most of the albums about, at least the one we assume it's about, there was a part where they were together, then separated and then back together. And I'm trying to figure out when she says, lock me out, what, where in the timeline is this happening? Is it in the first part before the initial breakup and get back together? Or is it I, at the final end? Like, this is the end.
1: Well, I mean, I. Uh, okay. Can I say something, Sammy? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, um, um, if you look at the way the um, album is laid out, mm-hmm. this song comes after um, uh, um, Out of the Woods, which is presumably about the breakup. And then um, All You Had to Do Was Stay Is Next, which is kind of like the um, aftermath. And then the next song is um, Shake It Off so she's done.
3: So, yeah, but yeah. is Out of Woods really like about the, the break breakup? Or is this about the breakup? Because I thought that's Out of just the Woods
1: them. No, I think Out of the Woods is about the,
2: like, it, it's what ended the, like, that was the end of the relationship. And then all you have to do is stay is kind of her thinking about it in retrospect and being like, well, you know, if you had stayed, if you had fought for us, then we would still be together.
1: Yeah, so they sort of, tie in together like Uh, yeah and then i mean they
2: all all five of them do because then she just like shakes off you know to forget him like she says and then the next one is i wish you would and it's about him you know like driving down the street and you know she's wishing that he would you know come and say hi kind of thing and Mm -hmm. he doesn't
0: so based on the placement on the album you guys think this is after the initial breakup before they got back together yeah Yeah,
1: whatever this story is,
0: I would tend to agree. It does come earlier on the album early ish, a little before the half, a little Mm -hmm. before the midway point. Yeah,
2: especially because she's talking about, you know, what he could have done to, you know, fix the relationship and to make it better. You know, maybe he in, in reality did fix these things and did, you know, you know, say all you had to do was stay. And then he was like, all right, I'm sorry, I'll let you in kind of thing to try and fix it. And ultimately it didn't work.
0: Okay. All right. So the r- the rest of the chorus stay, Hey, now you say you want it back. Now it's just that 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 now that it's just, don't too try
2: it. You're trying to sing it and trying to talk
0: it. it it's hard to talk something <laughs> that, you know, as a song, like it is right. really difficult.
3: Well, so, the like, beats, the beats are interesting how throughout the song, like it seems like there's emphasis on the wrong parts of the verses.
0: Give me
1: an what example. do you
3: mean? Like, like I assume what I was just reading you reminded you of that.
0: So why don't you use that as an example and try and explain that?
3: I mean, without without listening to the song at the same time and, and seeing, like, it just seems like the the versing is kind of it. I don't, I don't know. You'd have to I mean, listen to the song at the same time. I see to what hear you it.
1: mean, Steve. Like with this line, she says, "Stay, hey, now yeah, you say so- you want it back." So there's a pause between it and back when it should be part of the same sentence.
3: Yeah, but but also where the emphasis is on. Like, as you were just saying there, the emphasis was on stay and back and, you know... Oh my gosh, Steve! What? Stay back. Go
1: away. (laughs) Is
0: that what she's saying? Like, no, seriously, I wonder if that's like something hidden and intentional in the song. It is, is... That she's also saying, "Stay back."
1: No, I don't
0: (laughs) think so. How do you know? No, don't say. I don't know. You—that is very possible. That is possible.
1: Do you think she's leaving us secret messages in the way she emphasizes
2: words? (laughs) The entire song is like it's like defeats the purpose of the song.
0: No, it doesn't. (laughs) Yes, it does. No, it doesn't, Sammy. Because our earlier theory is that it's a similar theme to we are never ever getting back together.
2: Yes, but. If so they said about the placement of the song in their relationship, why would she say stay back and then they end up getting back together? Because,
0: because she was people, hurt. And she didn't know they were getting back their together. Minds. She didn't know they were getting back together.
2: Yeah, but if she had wanted them to get back together, she
1: wouldn't have said stay back. But sometimes you feel differently one day than you do the next day. But
0: how do we know she wanted to get back together if we're going back to our theory that this correlates with we are never going to get together? She didn't, didn't want to get back.
2: Then why would they get back together? These
1: people do strange things, Sammy.
2: If she had no desire to get back together, so much no desire that she said "stay back" as a hidden message. Yeah. Hey, Sammy, I but, think you need to stay back
0: right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Steve, what's your what's your theory on "stay back"?
3: <laughs> well, actually, I'm trying to look at the lyric booklet to make sure that the lines seem to match up with the way that we're saying them right now. I think that's kind of the question. You know, uh, stay is stay and back are actually at the end of these lines. It looks like not at the beginning. Yeah, so that but have...
1: it still sounds that way, though. Yeah. Now you say you want it back. There's a pause, so it's almost like back could be its own line if we wanted to rewrite it.
2: Yeah, because there's a pause in between it and back, and there's a pause between back and now.
1: Okay. So I don't know if. The way it's written. I mean, sometimes that matters and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But...
3: Yes, yeah, Steve. Just a thing. Well, it's, it's interesting. I'll go with that. I don't think there's anything to it, but you never know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, off of the uh, stay back theory, what do you guys think of those lines? Now you say you want it. Uh, now it's just too late. Uh, could have been easy. All you had to do was stay. That's like an instruction manual
3: for this guy. Almost like how you get the girl. It's like, (laughs) this is all you had to do,
0: man. Well, that's
3: what I said. It's the clarity of this is what you did wrong. And I hope that you can understand that and apply it to your next relationship that it'll work out better.
0: Otherwise, you're going to get slapped. (laughs) I don't
2: think so.
0: (laughs) Well,
3: fine then. (laughs) Yeah, I don't see the word slapped anywhere in the lyrics here as I'm waiting. He's listening to a different song. song. I'm making making the story up as I
0: go. I'm supplementing Taylor's story (laughs) with my own ideas.
1: This isn't like Taylor Talk fan fiction. (laughs) Oh my God, that's exactly what this is.
0: Oh, please don't say that. You're going to give people ideas. They're going to start like... Creating like Taylor Swift fan fiction.
1: People do that already. Do they? they already oh do yeah. Oh that's yeah. that's scary. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. I
0: that's feel like that's a right. lot scarier than something like Harry Potter fan fiction because it's now real you're people like people this time. Yeah, you're working with like real yeah. people and not fictional characters.
3: Well, well Adam, I, I think to to clear up the whole fan fiction, I, I guess part of what we need to clear up on this song is actually it is fiction. Like this is. From a dream Taylor had.
0: However, inspired by a dream doesn't necessarily mean every aspect of it is fake. No. I
2: I can't imagine that she had a dream about going to somebody's house and saying that in that way that it wasn't about a real person that she wanted to say that to. You know what I mean? Well, yeah,
3: sometimes our dreams are based in reality, but I think it's good to clear up the fact that this is related to a dream Taylor had that that line stay like in the high-pitched voice kept coming to the forefront there when because what 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 did the it was something about that um she goes to open the door and uh you know the guy comes to the door there and then she keeps hearing that high-pitched stay stay whoa yeah
1: wow okay yeah Yeah, that one (laughs) one.
0: i want to hear steve do that since he's got such a deep voice He's got so much bass in his voice, I'm, like, waiting for
3: maybe, it. Maybe when I sing it, I just sing it in, like, a low pitch voice, like, Steve, even Steve's lower. Steve's
0: version will be, stay. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: back to what we were talking about, there's a video on YouTube where Taylor talks about all the songs in um, 1989, and then when she talks about this song, she said that she heard the stay um, in a dream. And well, that's what Steve was just saying. Yeah, but uh, to go off that, she uh, continued and said that she worked that weird sound um, um, into a song that she was um, already working with. So she already had this song theme in mind, and then she had a dream about it, about, like, that weird singing part.
0: That right. clears up a lot. So it, it becomes, like, a based-on-reality type deal yeah. where it's, like, it's right. inspired, that inspired one, yeah. by a dream but based on inspired reality. By. Yeah. Right. Okay. But
3: I I think the other important part though is that high pitch stay though. And actually a lot of what uh I was seeing online actually comes out of the Time article. You know, the one that has the uh you know picture of Taylor on the front of it there, the mm-hmm. uh, the, the power yeah. of Taylor Swift. Yeah. yeah. And she kind of goes in the article there and really says that something that she's in love with is catchy melodies and hooks that get stuck in your head for days and days. But not to kind of like to perturb you, but to make you try to, you know, get that song. Like, why is this song stuck in my head to understand that? And I think that's kind of a really cool way to to go about it. You know, not not like it was created in a lab and it's, you know, we're going to make this sound and this sound will make people love it. It's like I like this song. It's I keep thinking about it. It's in my head. I can't get rid of it. I love it, but I just I don't know why.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: and I think that was a that was really the thing that made me stay listening to this song was that little part there, was this high pitch stay.
0: Yeah, you hear that, Diane and Sammy? Taylor loves this song, so just remember that when we're ranking it on one to thirteen at the end of the discussion.
1: We haven't said anything. 13. Stop it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, wait. Throw me under the bus. It's okay. <laughs> I was there too, Sammy. We're so. under the bus partners. <laughs> where even were we
0: in the lyrics? <laughs> I don't even remember now.
1: Uh, we just the, yeah. finished the, we finished the first chorus.
2: chorus. Just finished Wrong the chorus, way. so
0: we're at the next verse. Here okay. you are now, calling me up, but I don't know what to say. I think that uh, goes back to that dream where she's like, I was trying to speak in a normal voice, but all that came out was, stay! Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'm going to lose my voice by the end of the uh, episode. <laughs>
2: Probably, I can't wait.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, Sammy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Didn't you miss me? No. Yeah, no, I don't know why I'm here.
0: <laughs> had a great two weeks without you, Sammy. Oh, nonsense. I'm just kidding, Sammy. It's good to have you all back.
1: All she had to do was stay.
0: <laughs> you mean all she had to do was stay? Break. I can't really make that noise. I can't do it either. All right, so uh, again, here you are now calling me up, but I don't know what to say. Does anyone have any actual thoughts on it?
1: It reminds me of We're Never Ever Getting Back Together. When again? Like, you called me up again last night. Ooh, Yeah, that. It just, because they're on the phone, that's that's all. And it's, it, and, and it also <laughs> reminds me of um, All Too Well. Yeah. Call me up again, break me like promise. Um, and then especially the bit when she says, um, I've been picking up the pieces of the mess you made, reminds me of when she says in um, All Too Well, I'm a crumpled up piece of paper lion. Here. Yeah.
0: Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. You know, I think what that is, though, is I don't necessarily think all the songs are related the way a lot of people might think. I think it's more that Taylor experiences similar emotions in different situations with yeah. different relationships. Yeah, no, that makes so, perfect sense. Yeah, no, um, I totally... You know, and, and we've seen her quite often use the same visual, not necessarily because things are connected. Like, doesn't he have a recurring, like, 2 a.m. thing going?
1: Yeah, and yeah. then in this um, album, she talks about cars a lot. Yes. There's a lot of car yeah. stuff.
0: Yeah, and I think it's just because that's what comes to mind. I don't think it's, like, intentional, like, oh, I'm going to link this song to this song. I think it's no. just the story of her life and right. therefore... but there are some common themes throughout. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I and I'm and I'm
2: sure is. that she's been in relationships that have fallen apart in similar ways. So the fact that she's repeating themes like that makes sense because they might have ended in similar ways or have, you know, been built up in similar ways, you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Now, Diane, do you have any other interpretation of I've been picking up the pieces of the mess you made? Because I don't see that as being like a similar visual as crumpled up, whatever it was from All Too Well. Um, sorry, I forgot the line for a sec. Someone
1: <laughs> Crumpled up piece of paper line. Yes, that one. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: Thank you. Um, I-, I can see where it'd be a similar visual because you have like picking up the pieces and crumpled up paper. and But... The action's different. Like one of them, she's the crumpled up mess, and in this, she's picking up pieces. I, I, I don't see, I, I don't see them as meaning the same thing. So I was wondering no. if you had a different well, interpretation. No, you can look at
1: it from multiple angles. Like, uh, you could see it as she's picking up the pieces of herself, of the mess that he made of her by breaking her heart, or it could be some sort of like um outside mess that he made that she just has feels like she has to clean up. Something about, like, I don't know, like, their friends or just work-life or, I don't know, something um, external.
2: I would no? go with internal.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's internal, too. I don't know, Adam, was that – did that answer your question at all? Or are you Yeah, like I was
0: just seeing if you had a different interpretation other than comparing it to all too well because I didn't see the two lines correlating. So you think it can no, go I, one way or another, like, outside messes or messes inside, like, it's in her heart?
1: like, mostly probably, like, 99% inside.
0: Well, I would say so, too, because, I mean, a relationship's a personal thing. Like, what messes would she have to clean up outside of the relationship?
1: I don't know, like common friends they have, maybe. Perhaps. Or, you know, know, her being in the
2: media, and I would imagine him being in the media as well, or at least being mentioned in the media. I mean, it would be not necessarily her job, but as a person, as a nice person, it would be her job to, like, you know, not have them saying horrible things about him. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that Mm -hmm. can be a thing, but... I would say it's probably more the pieces of her that he broke
3: her broken heart. Yeah, we'll go with that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I no, I I do think the internal theory is more correct now. The the next part of it, I this verse, I actually do like where it goes, people like me or people like you always want back the love they pushed aside, but people like me are gone forever when you say goodbye. And I really like that because that part of it is no longer Taylor being like, hey, you still could have had me. All you had to do was stay. But saying like, no, this isn't happening anymore. This is where I see it more of the we are never going to get together theme in the sense that like you said goodbye. I'm done. And, and it's like her taking a stand and standing you up You say for goodbye. I say hello. Well, <laughs> Hello, <laughs> goodbye, hello goodbye. Hello, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, no, do you guys see what I'm talking about, though, the way she's sort of taking a stand and standing up for herself?
1: Yeah, definitely, and um, it makes sense, too, because how could you trust someone who left you but suddenly decides they want to come back? Like, you wouldn't trust them to be able to stay with you. Like, that mm-hmm. that trust no. is gone, yeah. and how can you have um, a relationship without that trust being there?
0: Yeah, but on, on a more personal level, with, like, Taylor specifically, it's her being strong, and I, I think that's an important theme throughout this album is, like, superwoman Taylor
2: yeah so. yeah I mean the whole the whole song is like that because you know she says earlier that you know now you want it back but now it's just too late like she's very you know adamant about how you know you all you had to do is stay but you didn't so you lose sorry like mm-hmm. there's no really part of her in this song that's like well you know if you want to do this then maybe I'll let you come back you know what I mean
0: Perhaps. It's just this line is the one that happened to stick out to me in that theory, probably because the part where she says people like me are gone forever. Yeah, so she's standing up for herself now going in jumping into the bridge there. Um, let me remind you, this was what you wanted. You ended it. You were all I wanted, but not like this. You're all
3: I ever wanted.
0: <laughs> You're all I ever needed. I told you this song. Okay, I, I revised my statement from earlier okay. in the episode. This song is not just connected to any Taylor Swift song ever. It it's is connected, connected to Emily any song ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I mean, we've already gotten Beatles, song. Backstreet Boys, um, right. Taylor Swift. Like, we, we got them all in here. Steve got, who Who did you say earlier? Um,
3: Ingrid Michaelson, right? Yeah. Paul. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna have to and we'll put all of these in the show notes.
1: Oh my god, thank
2: you, Steve. <laughs> yeah, you're giving
3: Diane more work now. Diane's <laughs> job just got ten times harder. <laughs> so um
2: musically, the bridge is probably my favorite part of the song. It's just it's the part of the song, which ironically, the stay part does not stick in my head. This bridge sticks in my head. Mm-hmm. Like it just it's the part that I like go through the whole song. Like it's just what's in my head. I just musically, I really like it. Lyrically, I really like it, and I don't know why. It but sounds it's,
1: much smoother than the rest of yeah, the
2: song. Yeah, that probably might that not probably that's probably it.
0: Smoother um, how not as like sharp and punchy with yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. There how we were talking about it before, like there's a weird break between back and now, and it and back, and you know the way that the bridge is sung and written. I suppose it's a lot smoother than the rest of the song.
0: Stay back, Sammy. Steve, what do you think of the bridge?
3: It's a nice bridge.
0: (laughs) I could take a walk over it.
3: Yeah. (laughs) You know, water can go underneath it.
2: (laughs) Is it a bridge over troubled waters?
3: Oh, there's another
0: one, Diane, (laughs) for the show notes.
1: I don't know what that is.
2: It's
0: another song that this is apparently connected to. Okay. (laughs) Only it's it's not, because bridge doesn't appear in the song. Every song has a bridge. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, the bridge, I think, reinforces a lot of the themes of the song.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, like, just, it it ends with all you had to do was stay, which is, of course, the overarching theme of the song and the title of the song, for that matter.
3: Right. There's some good repetition in the bridge that kind of, I think that's what does the reinforcing, just kind of... You know just a little bit of repetition of the lines and such just to really get you to know that hey oh, things are over not here not
1: like this
0: is well it even about? starts steve with let me remind you and right. then lists off the things like this is what you wanted you the checklist you were what i wanted but right. not like this
3: so what you're saying is the bridge is the checklist here is what you did that ruined this relationship best of luck on your next relationship
2: it's interesting though because the the rest of the song is kind of talking about like you know this is what you did during the breakup but this bridge is where you were where it's talking about you were all i wanted but not like this is kind of all i ever sing- wanted was to
0: <laughs> i there's another one for you diane Stop
2: <laughs> singing other things <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like it's kind of to me it's the only part of the song that's actually talking about what happened during their relationship to make it end. Does that make sense? It's sort no. of, but
0: I don't see necessarily I what specifically like
1: like. it's talking about this conversation that they're having. Like I don't want the relationship if it's going to be like this where you leave me and then want to come back.
2: Okay, fair enough. I can see that. Okay.
0: And then the song of course ends in the chorus so question of the day is this song going to appear on tour 1989 tour
3: I hope so I think I'm <laughs> going to go with yes yes, yes. Sammy?
2: I'm gonna go with yes but I don't know how physically Taylor is going to be able to do that every night so I'm thinking that her backup singers are going to do it so I would almost rather it not be on the cellist.
1: What do you mean physically? Are you
3: talking about because the operatic there's stay? there's no
2: way that every night... Yeah, every night for, you know, 80 shows that she's going to be able to do that stay. Like, it's going to kill her voice. What stay, Sammy? Is
1: that... I'm not doing it. I have a question. <laughs> I don't know if you guys would even know the answer, but do you think that's her voice or is that, like, her voice think, being edited? I think hers kind of manipulated yeah. to, like... I just I
2: don't know that her I don't know that she only she knows if her voice can physically go that high without killing her voice every single night cuz that's like to the point of screeching almost for a lot of people. Um and you know her songs tend to be in the lower register so I don't know how she would be able to do it. So I kind of see that her background singers would do it and we love her backup singers. I'm not saying anything against her backup singers. I just don't know that it would be as powerful having her the, her backup singers do it and not have her do it um like it would be almost like she would saying all you had to do was and then sh- they would do the stay part you know well, what I mean? what if,
3: yeah, what if there's she, nothing wrong with that what no, if she, there,
1: and i just don't what if it wasn't her backup singers what if it was like a backing track where they just right the recording well, that would of be it? worse yeah, well, who well, cares like is are people going to complain about it if she doesn't sing that word
0: Right. No. They might because and, and, people and, need to find things to criticize. But yeah, what about exactly. what if she did it and was supported by the backup singers?
3: Right. Because C- even on the actual um, credits of that song, it says background vocals Taylor Swift.
0: Does it really? Yeah, it, says yeah,
2: it does. No, that's the what I'm very saying. Is that she of the did it. Um, but I'm sure that there was some manipulation of it to get it to that so right. that it didn't That like means ca- that
3: you won't do that part of it live. I mean, exactly. you're not going to try to force a sound that took a little bit of work to even get exactly, in there. Exactly, which is though.
2: why I'm saying I would rather her not do it.
1: But I don't think people would criticize her for not singing that word because the only people that criticize her are the people that watch her on um, award shows and stuff that don't actually pay to go to a concert, Right. Like, why would the general fan be like, oh, she didn't sing live? I don't think her fans
0: would, but there are always critics that are going to hate on her just because she's her.
3: Well, Well, the other question is, would she actually do that part? I mean, I've seen a lot of people that have done YouTube covers of this song and they don't do that note. Oh, they They've just actually take it out. Yeah, and, and a lot of people have put a different twist on it. That They kind of slowed the song down a little bit. So, I mean, sometimes we don't even get the exact album version yeah, in the live show. tour anyhow. So it best can be show. changed up so much that... Alter you know, to a
0: note that is easier on her voice that she can
3: do every night. Right. Yeah. But mm-hmm. see, the I thing
1: that. that's I hard th- is that's the note that makes the song different.
2: Right, yeah. that's the only
3: thing, and that that is that's, what I have to... That's
1: why I lean
2: more towards I would rather her not do it because I mean not I me personally I wouldn't miss it on the set list I don't think it's worth it because of that no because of that word because it needs to be in there if she's gonna do it but since there are so many ways and reasons that she wouldn't do it
0: I would rather not be on the set list
2: but that's my personal preference. Okay.
0: alrighty now <clears throat> Sammy yeah if you had to rank this song on a scale of 1 to 13 where 1 is absolutely disgustingly atrocious and 13 is off-the-charts phenomenal, what would you give this song?
2: Is there a reason you made me go first? Um,
0: Actually, it was just because yours was the first name that came to mind. It's just like and,
2: Sammy. <laughs> I'm getting... Oh, I don't want to do it. I feel bad. Um, I'm gonna give it like an eight.
0: No, 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 uh, no, no. no. A try again. <laughs> Why? That's that's that's
2: that's. I don't know. I'm torn between an eight and a nine.
0: <clears throat> try again.
1: No, <laughs> Adam, leave her alone. <laughs> You're making it worse. That's what she ranks it.
2: I'm gonna get yelled at anyway. You're making it worse. Um, I don't hate it by any means. Um. It is not my favorite by any means. Um it just doesn't do anything for me.
3: As a mm, does song. Does it get stuck in your head or not?
2: Well, yeah, but that's that's I mean, I'm that's why I'm not saying it's a terrible song that's like completely forgotten about. Like it gets stuck in my head. I know the song. You play the song, I know the words. Um But you just but don't it, enjoy it. No, it's just it's yeah. That's
3: fine. Steve, one it's, to thirteen. Um, you know what? Because it gets stuck in my head. It probably between that and shake it off or probably the two that get stuck in my head the most. I think there's probably at least one more on the album that does. So, I'm going to go with 13 because I actually do like it getting stuck in my head. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I kind of go with that Taylor Theory of once it gets stuck in your head, it's kind of like, why is this song stuck in my head? What part? Why why is that high pitch stay? Just make it stay. Maybe that's Adam, what it is. It's like subliminal. He
1: did it seventy
2: times. <laughs> stay, stay,
3: stay. Yeah. I, I'm like, I'm trying to clear it out of my head, but I can't because it just wants to stay. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. Yeah. Round of applause for Steve. All right. <laughs> that was the highlight
0: of the episode right there. Yes. You guys can uh, stay for a little bit more, I
1: guess. <laughs> uh, Diane,
0: what do you think? One to thirteen.
1: I'm gonna go with Sammy and give it like an eight. Try again. Thank you. No, I'm You're not same. allowed to,
0: no, you're not allowed to do that.
1: It's a firm eight. No, you're not allowed to. Let okay. me explain so that. So why is it eight? Because I feel like her lyrics needed something else. I d I don't feel like there was enough there. I'm used to her putting more into songs lyrically and I wanted that from her. But the sound I like. It's yeah, just the lyrics I, I feel like she could have done more with. But the music is really good.
0: Well, I think that is the focus of this song is the music. Yeah, but, More so than the lyrics.
1: Right. But when I listen to songs, I, I like them more for the lyrics than the actual sound. So that's why for me it doesn't work. But I can see why... Other people like it if they like the music more than so.
3: Likes. What what is it? Is it the lack of alliteration of it's sorts? It's lack of
1: alliteration. It's more like there's no scenes. I don't get a picture of anything in my head. Like, I want a visual. I want, like, an object. I want a location. Like, I want more story than what's going on. And to me, it seems like a one-sided conversation, which isn't I, bad. I just want more.
0: So you like her story songs yeah. more than her emotion songs? Because... I I see this as more as portraying an emotion than telling a story.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Well, I still give it a thirteen anyway because every song on 1989
3: gets a thirteen. Oh, Adam! Yay! Every song. Question for you, Adam? Yes, Steve. I'm just. I just want to curious on this because you and I were very high on this song. You were very high wait, on wait, this wait, song? What, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Cla- Steve, this honest. is a G-rated show here, buddy. I understand that. This, this is not so, Psychobabble. You, you, you and I ranked this song highly. Okay. And Sammy and Diane ranked it on the lower end of what we normally do. Do you see any correlation between how guys may perceive this song versus women like in terms of enjoyment and like it,
1: it is
0: in a dangerous territory and <laughs> i i don't see this as being uh, any a gender issue as much as it is as diane pointed out during her ranking a lyrical versus sound issue because like you gave it a 13 because it gets stuck in your head but what makes it stuck in your head is the sound Right. Diane gave it a lower end ranking because she listens more for lyrics and focuses on that, and it wasn't as lyrically strong as others on the album. So I don't think it's necessarily a gender thing as much as it is just what Your the individual looks for in a
3: song. But but I but I wonder for our listeners, what our guy listeners versus our lady listeners like how they rank it.
0: Well, if there was a way to poll it,
3: I would, but I don't really know how to phrase <laughs> well, that can't question make, without, like... I thought you, like, you were making but, polls yeah, of but, the cute guys in the music videos yeah, or something but, like that, yeah, but, right? You can make a poll for that. But,
1: Steve, why does that matter if if men happen to like it more or women... I like I'm just kind of
3: curious like if people. there is something in this song that makes... Yeah, I, I see what he's saying. I, I mean, we're, it's a small sample size, obviously, because there's yeah. only four of us. Yeah. But it's just interesting how that line is... This, this is probably, I mean, if you look at any of our past rankings, we've never quite had a split quite like this before. And I'm just wondering, is there something to it or is it just, you know, just based on this song? just I think
0: it's coincidence. Okay. Honestly. So I, I do hope everybody did enjoy our discussion, whatever your preference is on, uh, stay. I, all, I, all you had to do was stay. <laughs> it
1: is a long title. It's it is a long
0: title. So whatever your time. thoughts on it, I hope you enjoyed the discussion. Um, You know, we definitely got more songs on the album to talk about in future episodes. Let us know your thoughts if you have any, if you disagree, if you want to yell at Steve. Um, I'm kidding. Don't yell at Steve, please. Be nice to Steve. Uh. Uh, But before we go, we got some mini-segments. And earlier in the episode, I promised you we were going to mix things up here. So our traditional segment, uh, You Know Your Swifty winslash Slash of Swifty's Rule the World, is not taking place in this episode. But we have a few we're bringing back from the past. A little blast from the past here. We used to do these segments from time to time and, and somehow they sort of faded away. But we're gonna start mixing these up a little more. So first up we have Stump the Hosts, where listeners send in questions trying to stump any of us. So Diane, I believe you have a question to try and stump somebody with.
1: I do. This is from a person named um um Denise. And here hold on, I let me unwrap my note. <laughs> um the question is. Who's it for? Oh, it's for no. I'm gonna say the question first, and then you can all think and get nervous, and then I'm gonna call on someone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Taylor Swift is not only in um a, in um award-winning songwriter, she's also an award-winning poet, and she won a contest when she was in fourth grade for a poem by what title, Steve?
0: Mm. Ooh, Steve! I, I know it. Like, uh... Steve, phone a friend. Phone a friend. <laughs>
3: Like monsters in my closet.
1: Yeah, monster yeah. in my closet.
3: Monster in wow. my closet. That's a good one.
1: It's super cute. It's adorable.
3: Well, well that, right.
0: Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that bit of trivia, Denise. I'm sorry you couldn't stump Steve today. He's too smart. Uh, but this this um, segment actually became a lot easier to submit to because all of our hosts have individual email addresses now. So if you want to try to stump any of us individually. Email one of the other hosts, like Diane at TaylorTalk.org, Steve at TaylorTalk.org, Sammy at TaylorTalk.org, or Adam at TaylorTalk.org, and just be like, hey, I want to try stumping st- hey, Steve and send it to somebody that's not Steve because otherwise he'll have the answer. <laughs> um, but that's good. good segment. See if you guys can stump us. Next up we have If This Was a Movie – This is going to be fun because I am going to name a movie for each of you guys, and you have to pick a Taylor Swift song that would be the most fitting theme song for that movie based on its plot and what it's about. All right? Who wants to go first? Any volunteers? Any takers? I'll
2: go.
0: Sammy! All right.
2: Give me that one song. (laughs) That one movie.
0: (laughs) All right, Sammy. What song made into a movie would represent The Fault in Our Stars?
2: um i would say it's a tough one but i would say the first song that comes to mind based on the fault in our stars would probably be mine Aww. um just because of yeah um you know their um their relationship in the movie it's it, it goes very quickly but you know it's they love each other to the end of time and you know it's just it yeah. Yes, it fits it well. It's <laughs> basically the point that I'm saying.
0: Okay, I I like that. I like that. It's about a loving relationship, which of Ooh. course, in a Fault in Our Stars, ends in heartbreak. Very <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh,
0: All right, Steve. Yes. What Taylor song most accurately represents Back to the Future? Ooh. And you can't say anything off of 1989 because that's cheating since Back to the Future <laughs> 2 took place in 1989.
3: That, that would be it was excellent. Filmed
0: at, sorry, it took place in 85, but it was uh, released, I believe, in 89.
3: Yeah, but, uh, but I think one of the movies was from 89. It might have been Back to the Future 2. I think it was Back to the, this, back to the Future 2 is when they – I like think that one was from 1989, and they went into 2015, I think is yeah. what I saw bouncing around the internet.
0: Yes, yeah. 2015.
3: So, and, and that's where we are now.
0: Which answers my question from though. a few episodes ago that nobody got. Actually, one person, Augustin from the SwiftAgency.com, emailed and he's like, Has anybody guessed that your thing was from Back to the Future 2? I was talking about <laughs> turning your pockets inside out because that is the style in 2015, according to Back to the Future 2. Oh. So, anyway, Steve, what Taylor song represents Back to the Future?
3: Oh. Eey. That. Uh, I'm trying to think of a song where. The person at the beginning, the events kind of make them a better person at the end. That's and I'm, I don't even know if I know. What they're...
1: about like sweeter than fiction? I don't know. Mm, that's this stump
0: see too... better than your stump the host question.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was also trying to get something that kind of fit into the whole Huey Lewis in the news power of love, which was like the big theme song that they did play. That's the, the power of love. Yeah, they play that throughout the thing, but I'm like, this love, but it's not... You need something peppier to kind of fit that theme.
0: Hmm. What about...
1: No. See, it's, it's
3: hard. I would actually
0: good. say, I, I, Steve, if it were me, just to give you a hint, I would go kind of with mean, because that kind of represents Biff and Griff and all the other Biff incarnations.
3: Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess the thing is, I'm kind of looking for the whole theme of the movie and a song that fits that and not just a particular character. But that I, I would have to say that would make sense it's, there.
2: It's hard because Back to the Future, it's like it has the aspects of like a love story in them, but that's not like the main story. And obviously, most of Taylor's songs are about love. So it's kind of that's a tough one.
3: Yeah. You know, I I, I don't think I have a good answer off my w- top would you of my like head to come back to you. Um, I don't know if I'll have something better later, but you can try.
0: I mean, you can go since you're the master of the Google. Go on TaylorSwift.com, <laughs> which isn't Google, but and look at all you,
1: her songs. And just look
0: them. at her entire song catalog and see what you can come up with. While well, Diane answers her question, Diane,
1: I'm excited. <laughs> what
0: what Taylor Swift song would represent the Princess Diaries?
1: Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> um. Hmm. So I don't know if this would necessarily represent the entire movie or like a specific like subplot in the movie. Um, but I'm gonna go with the song um how you get the girl because Mia Thermopolis oh. was kind of a um a See, at 10 the times beginning. Fast. Mia Thermopolis. Is that her name? Is that Yeah it is. Yeah. is yeah. It? Okay, I just wanna make sure.
2: Thermoplono
1: Thermopolis Ronaldi or something like that. Princess of Genovia. I've seen that movie too to <laughs> um, So at the beginning of the movie, she was kind of a dork. And then at the end of the movie, she's this princess and she's got great hair and all this. Yeah. And she was um, really good friends with this guy throughout the whole movie. And at the end, she picks him and he's like, why? And she said, because you saw me when I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> you know because she's like, because you saw me when I was um, invisible. And I feel like that's that's, oh, that's, that's how, you how you get, get the, the girl.
0: girl. Yeah.
1: Why, am, why am I crying over a kid's movie? <laughs> it's just really wow. cute.
0: Great.
3: So, Steve, anything for Back to the Future? Uh, I got I got one that might work. Yes! How about change? Oh. Ooh, that's because obviously they go back to the past in the first one, and they make things that actually change what the present is like, and the same with going into the future and all that other stuff. So, there. These things will change. Let's go with change.
0: Yes. And that concludes our segment, If This Was a Movie. And shame on you if you didn't know that If This Was a Movie was a Taylor song, and that's where we got the title of this segment from.
1: Everybody knows that. Don't doubt them. Yeah, I don't
2: think that's an issue. All
0: right. Now, at the beginning of the episode, you guys are probably wondering, like – wait a second, you guys skipped the calendar. No, we didn't. We actually moved it to the end because we got actually some really phenomenal feedback on that. It turns out that when we did it at the beginning, you guys would forget what Taylor has coming up by the end of the episode. So uh, before we go, Diane is going to share with you the upcoming calendar. And in addition to that, the calendar will also start appearing in the show notes at taylortalk.org episode 169 or whatever episode it happens to be on but this episode will be episode 169 so diane what's coming up in taylor's calendar
1: well the grammys are just three weeks away the 57th annual grammy awards will air on february 8th and taylor swift is nominated for record of the year song of the year and best pop performance for shake it off um i believe as of right now we don't know if she's gonna perform sammy do you know no yeah not yet not yet um but hopefully we'll know that soon um, and then, as stated way back at the beginning of the episode, um, on February 25th, Taylor will perform at the Brit Awards 2015.
0: Awesome. Thank you for the calendar, Diane. Don't forget to include it in taylortalk.org slash episode 169, so anyone that didn't have a chance to write it down can just uh, hop over there to the website and know what's going on in Taylor's calendar. So that's that's that for the calendar thank you for all the great feedback on that survey uh hope these little bits of changes here made a little more interesting for you guys I know we've been kind of in the same format for a long time and it was working well for a while but it looks like lots of people want us to change it up if you guys have any other suggestions by all means go to taylortalk.org slash survey enter your thoughts let us know I mean obviously we are changing things based on the feedback you guys give us And we'd appreciate even more feedback. We would really love to know what we're doing right, what we're doing, what we could do better. And it also gives you a chance to win a No, It's Becky shirt, just as a little added incentive for you guys. So, again, that link is taylortalk.org slash survey. Now, if you want to participate in future episodes and you want to try stumping the hosts – Remember, guys, you have a ton of ways you can contact us. You can send us all an email now to our individual emails for Stump the Hosts or for just general email, send it to podcast at taylortalk.org. You can tweet us, Facebook us, Taylor Connect us, all to taylortalk13, username taylortalk13. Uh, what else do we got? Instagram. Instagram. We have an Instagram now. That username is Taylor Talk podcast. And likewise, we actually have a Tumblr account for the first time. Ever where we're going to start blogging and things of that sort in addition to the podcast. And that username is also Taylor Talk Podcast. So uh, those are our two newest social media accounts. So definitely go follow those if you're interested. If you want to hear your voice on the show, you can leave us a voicemail right on the website at taylortalk.org. Or you can call area code 240-31-SWIFT. Or you can even text that number, 240-31-SWIFT. And as always, if you guys love us, please feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. It uh, helps us out, You know, gives us some feedback, helps you share with other Swifties what you think of the show, or you know, the survey I was talking about just goes to us. This is your way of expressing your thoughts to the whole world. That's kind of scary now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> or if somebody yeah, absolutely hates us scary. and loves us. <laughs> then
1: they wouldn't have made it this far in the episode you're fine
0: <laughs> that's fair you probably wouldn't have made it this far if you totally hated us but if you do love us quite the opposite you can of course subscribe in itunes also that way you get all the new episodes as soon as they come out without having to remember like oh yeah it's monday i gotta go get the new taylor talk you can hit that subscribe button in itunes it'll download it automatically for you a little shortcut to get there is just taylortalk.org slash itunes If you have made it through the episode thus far, thank you for being here with us. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Time to wrap it up and say goodbye. So for episode 169 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast, this has been Adam. Diane. Sammy. And Steve. Saying have a great week, guys, and we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.
3: Stay, stay, stay. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys.
1: This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.